Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome in, everybody. Episode 2 of 5280 Football, a podcast brought to you by 5280 Sports Network and 5280sportsnetwork.com. I am a featured writer, columnist, reporter, and uh, part-time Casa Bonita cliff diver. <laughs> I added a new one this week. Uh, Jake Marsing. We are out here. Uh, Ryan Green joins me as well. Yeah, I'm everything week. else. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I serve the sopapillas. Well, and he's Chiquita, the gorilla, <laughs> as well, part-time. Uh, I told you not to tell anyone. <laughs> uh, 5280 Football Podcast brought to you by 5280 Sportsnet, 5280sportsnetwork.com. Ryan and I out here in front of the UC Health Training Center, the headquarters of the world champion Denver Broncos, as they get set to take on the Cincinnati Bengals in week three of the NFL season. Ryan, that's a big game that those guys have coming up. That's a really big game. Uh, Not only is it against a possibly really good defense, it's their first away game, and so this will... This will show what the Broncos' weaknesses truly are, because it's it's an away game. And we're going to break down that game momentarily, but first, we would be remiss if we did not open the show talking about the Broncos' big-time Week 2 win over Andrew Luck and the Indianapolis Colts, 34-20, the score of that game. Von Miller, the defense, Aqib Tlaib, opening things up at the end to really mess with the final score of that game. A lot closer than I think most people would expect, despite the fact that the Broncos' offense moved the ball very efficiently, looked excellent for much of that game, but they couldn't cash in in the red zone, which I think to me was probably the biggest takeaway coming out of that game, were these issues that the Broncos had uh, in the red zone and getting touchdown instead of field goals. And for the fans that are wondering what Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas are talking about when they're frustrated on offense. They're not frustrated in terms of the egotistical wide receiver type way. They're frustrated in terms of how the offense is performing right now. They know that they aren't doing what they can be doing. They know the red zone efficiency isn't what it should be. And that's where the frustration comes from. And I think fans are frustrated as well. We went through 16 games of this last year, and it looks like we're going to go through a few more this year. And Yeah, frustrating is just the good term in terms of offense right now. And there were a lot of things in particular when you looked at the film that you can come away from being a little bit disappointed by. Trevor Simeon is a young quarterback, Mm -hmm. and he's playing a little bit like a young quarterback at times. Right. Uh, Cecil Lamy, the fan, made a really nice comparison and a really nice projection of, of how an analogy that he used to describe Simeon that I thought was pretty apt. He's a progression robot. He's somebody who's going to go where the coaches tell him to go, go where the play is designed to go, even if that isn't necessarily where the play develops. Great example, and we talked about it a lot today out here at Dove Valley, a third and two play in the fourth quarter, the one play that Simeon got sacked on, he just makes the wrong read. 
Flat out makes the wrong read, goes to the right side when DT is wide open on the left side. You can even see DT waving his hand on that play. You mentioned you could see it on the broadcast even, right? Oh, my gosh, it was frustrating. You could see from even pre-snap, it looked like the guy, DT was in the slot, looked like the guy closest to him was coming on a blitz. It's exactly what happened. All you needed was two yards. If Trevor would have snapped and, like, threw it without even throwing a spiral, they would have converted. Um, And it just... You know, it just brings us to the learning curve Trevor still is having, and I don't know if we even want to get in this conversation, but uh, I saw on Twitter, um, fans are like, why are we going through Trevor's learning curves just to get to Paxton's learning curves? And I think that's a fair point. I think the Broncos still realize that they have a football team capable of winning the Super Bowl, and at the moment, Trevor has just enough, has more knowledge of what Kubiak wants to do on offense. Like you said, he's a progression robot, so that means he's doing what Gary Kubiak wants him to do. Yep. And so you got to respect that. I think Paxton Lynch, in terms of talent, I'm sure he's ready to be in the NFL, but um, I think Kubiak talked about he's like still quizzing Paxton like the night before games, so I think that talk just tells us that Paxton's preparation isn't there. Um, but yeah, it's just, you know, it's... The Broncos are 2-0. and So, like Emmanuel and DT were saying, there's not much to complain about. They're 2-0. and They're still winning. Um, but it's just something that you hope Trevor really gets out of the way to see if, you know, maybe he does have this team as his for the whole year. Well, Paxton can't call a play in the huddle yet. That's his big problem. He, he's having issues That's getting true. the verbiage down. He wasn't a huddle quarterback, so. Which, it's really it's really difficult at the NFL level. Give to him get a wristband. Come on. Uh, yeah. Brady still wears one. Yeah, Brady's Brady. Yeah, um, right. Obviously, the red zone struggle is the big minus for yeah. the Broncos, I think, both offensively and defensively, by the way. The Broncos right now are 30th in the league on, in defense in the red zone. Yeah. That's that's not good. And, and it's Kubiak made a point of that. Yeah, that's something that they definitely need to improve on. Uh, on the flip side, one big positive for me in this game, Von frickin' Miller. Von uh, Miller is exceptional, and he was exceptional on in this game. You know, I, I I had, especially after this last game, I believe Von Miller is not only the most clutch defensive player in the league, but possibly one of the most clutch players in the league. What he has done in the past six games dating back to last season, 10 sacks. I mean, you look at when the Broncos really needed him to make a play, he was always there. And even in this year, it wasn't like the Colts drove down to the 30 and then Vaughn came in. The The Broncos kicked the field goal, first and 10 on the first play after the kickoff, and Vaughn was there ripping the ball out. It, it's just, I think we're seeing his physical peak as an athlete, and boy, is it fun to watch. Vaughn looks faster, quicker, more dominant. He's mixing up his pass rush moves. He looks like he wants it, yeah. which is different. And if Vaughn Miller wants it, I mean... He's leading the league in sacks right now with four. Right. He could be well on his way to his first 20-sack season. And that's great. And if it isn't, if that just means that teams are going to start double and triple teaming him, you got a lot of pass rushers other than him coming after your quarterback. you got Shane Ray, Shaq Barrett, uh, Dakota Watson, who's going to get a lot more playing time uh, now that DeMarcus is gone. Derek Wolf has, I believe, half a sack in the past 10 games as yeah. well. Uh, so it's a pick your poison. And... Either way, you're picking a poison, and the Broncos are going to get you. You mentioned the DeMarcus Ware uh, injury that DeMarcus is going to be out. DeMarcus had surgery on what's essentially a broken arm. He Mm -hmm. he broke his forearm, his ulna, which is the 
the uh, the arm on the right side of your of your arm, the big bone right there. It's a fractured ulna. Uh, they put a plate into it yesterday. Coach Kubiak said today that that went really well for them. Uh, it'll be a while before he comes back. I looked at the schedule. The earliest that I could see him coming back is that Monday night game against the Texans because it's following a Thursday night game. Mm-hmm. So you'd have a few extra days to get him ready to go. But that even would be a stretch probably. DeMarcus Ware going to be down for a while. Thankfully for these Broncos, Ryan, Shane Gray, uh, Shane Ray, Shaq Barrett, and even Dakota Watson uh, all have the ability to rush the passer. Yeah, and that's why I don't think DeMarcus needs to rush back. Uh, I am thankful it didn't involve any ligaments. That seems like the real injury in the NFL. Broken bone, whatever, you'll be back. Um, but yeah, it, it, in terms of in places where an injury really won't hurt the Broncos, the defensive line is exactly the spot where you have a ton of depth. So as much as it hurts losing DeMarcus Ware in terms of how how good he is and what his name carries, the performance, I don't see any like defensive collapse now. Well, Ryan, you know, the, the Ware injury, obviously a really important thing, but one of the other important things the Broncos are keeping an eye on, are the, as we are, keep an eye on the rest of this division. The rest of the AFC West, Ryan, the Raiders lose to the Falcons mm-hmm. 35-28. The Chargers beat the, uh, lose to the Jags. Uh, no, excuse me, beat the Jags 38-14. Chiefs lose to the Texans 19-12. Let's start with the Raiders because that's a game that I, I, I think is very winnable for them in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that they had a lot of opportunities in that game. Defense really letting them down, though. Over 500 yards of total offense against that defense thus far. We haven't seen Khalil Mack make a lot of noise. We haven't no seen sacks a lot this year. Not not yet. And he was supposed to be. He was the the national media's big hype guy. Oh yeah. This off season. Uh, I, I know Raiders fans expected more. But I truly expected this kind of performance out of, like, Jack Del Rio. I, I I think Broncos fans are very familiar with the Colts playoff game where there were just defensive moves that made no sense. They were just rushing for, you know, they had Aqib Tlaib on, on T.Y. Hilton. There was just moves that didn't make sense. And I think you're seeing that now. It's like the Raiders have, and you've talked about it, they have so much talent, young talent, where it's just like, all right, if you blitz, Khalil Mack will probably get there. Bruce Irvin will probably get there. So why aren't you blitzing more? Why, why are you just saying, all right, go beat your double team, and we'll, we'll try and you know prevent a touchdown? That's not how you do it. Um, but, you know, Broncos fans like that. They, they hope the Raiders keep playing like that. It's an historically bad defense right now, giving up the most yardage in the first two games in what 65 years in the NFL? Yeah, they're my fantasy defense. Um, <laughs> not going well for me. Uh, yeah. Thus far, they've uh, lost me points. They've cost me two yeah, weeks in a row. I'm, I'm enjoying my fantasy team, but uh, yeah, the Raiders. But at the so at the same time, it seems like if the Raiders figure it out, they could be dangerous because it, it it you know they lose these games or they lost the game against the Falcons. They just won against the Saints, but at the same time, their offense when they needed points, looked like they could score points. I think they've got to learn how to win together, mm-hmm. and they've got to get to a point where they're comfortable with one another. There's a lot of new personnel on that team, a lot of developing personnel on that team. I think they're going to be a good team. I think at the end of the year we'll be looking at them as like a 9-7, and 8-8, eight and eight, maybe even 10-6 and six kind of football team because they, they have the talent to win a lot of games and beat up on lesser competition. Mm-hmm. I think they have issues on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they're not 
I don't think particularly disciplined over there, and they're having some issues with getting to the quarterback because they don't have they don't have a lot of complimentary pass rushers, right? Alden Smith is on the roster, but he's out. When he comes back, and if he comes back in any kind of decent shape, mm-hmm. I think you'll be looking at a better team because right now teams are able to hone in on Khalil Mack, double him, chip him. He's yeah. not doing all that well with double teams and with chips. So I, I think there are a lot of things that the Raiders can can do to improve. I think they're still a good team. Some of the Broncos will need to look out for, uh, but a little bit of struggles early on. Another good team that's kind of surprised me. I didn't think these guys were going to be very good. San Diego Chargers. Oh, sneaky yeah. good football team. I right thought now. they would finish last in the division, and after the first two weeks, it looks like they could be a thorn in this side. I think they might be the second the best team in this division. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Crazy. When you look at the Chiefs and Raiders, and then you look at the Chargers roster, uh, we'll see what the loss of Danny Woodhead does to their offense. I don't think it's going to do much, because Melvin Gordon is actually having a non-Monte Ball type year. Uh, and that's what you want to see from those kind of backs. That's what we thought we would get out of Monte Ball. But... Um, yeah, the the Chargers are just, uh, they're, I don't know, I, uh, they're just winning games. They, you, you can't ignore a 44-7 to victory over what I think is a pretty good defense down in Jacksonville. And it's uh, fine. I, I prefer better division opponents because it just gets you ready for playoff football. Uh, I think there are two, I think the Chiefs might not be very good, by the way. I think I can, that I think they might be a bad. What have they shown bad. the past two weeks to make us disagree with that? Statement? Yeah, they might be a bad football team. We'll see. I, I, I'm fine. holding out on them. They're the Chiefs, like I care. <laughs> I'm holding out on them. Uh, another team that I thought was going to be really good that has not been good. The the, the Jags, the team the Chargers beat. Mm-hmm. I know it's not the AFC West, but I've been shocked by how bad they've been. Because right. like, they're like the Raiders, they've got a lot of young talent. I may be higher on Blake Bortles than some other people are, but. The Jags have been disappointing. No, I like Blake Bortles. I thought he was the best quarterback of his class. And I agree. And truly, after seeing what they did offensively last year and some of the key additions they made on defense, you thought they could be a middle-of-the-road team, and especially in the AFC South. You know, like, all you have to do is beat the the Colts, Titans, Texans. You know, if you get yeah. four victories from those people, you, you're probably sitting at 8-8 eight and eight at the end of the season. Yeah, it's nothing like playing in the AFC North. Right. Which yeah. is the division that the Denver Broncos are going to be heading into this yeah. weekend as they take on the Cincinnati Bengals in eleven o'clock Mountain Time start All right. an early game. Coffee Broncos have a Broncos have a lot of early games uh, this year. Final me. Cincinnati has been uh, not not necessarily a thorn in the side of the Broncos, but they've played each other a lot in the last few years. Uh, there's a piece that should be up by now on 528sportsnetwork.com. Some of the quotes from this morning, Marvin Lewis and Andy Dalton addressing the Denver media about how they view this game. And the big thing over and over again, two takeaways for me, Vaughn Miller is pretty dynamic. They're worried about him. And they've got A.J. Green, who's yeah. pretty excellent. Yeah. It's, oh, man, it's going to be an interesting game. I'm I'm excited. It's, it's, a, it's a road test. That's where you really, you know, we, you know, in in come playoffs, being on the road is probably more likely than you know than anything. And so it's these kind of environments where you know the Bengals are at least they have talent. Uh, they haven't showed that they're a good team quite yet. Uh, the the place can get loud. And like you said, it seems like the past two years the Bengals have almost been what the Colts have been, where they're just frustrating and they frustrate the Broncos. Uh, they they had the lead last year. Uh, late, they, it went to overtime. They won that game. And they then, did. And then uh, the year before that, they they 
the, made Peyton Manning look terrible. The Peyton Manning yeah. four interception game in the rain. Yep, on Monday Night Football. Yeah, and so this, uh, in I don't know if you're ready for it yet, but I'll, I'll give the game prediction. Nope, nope, I, nope. Okay, save right, it. Right, save, save it. it. Save it for the picks. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough game, and and I think this is. This is what the Broncos want. I, in, in terms of even if they lose, I think the coaches want to say, okay, this is how Trevor handled an away game. This is how you know they responded to noise in in, in the crowd and not being there. So I, I'm I'm anxious to see both teams play. I'll tell you what. I think there are two things that make me comfortable, more comfortable with the Broncos in this game. I mentioned A.J. Green, but when you watch the tape, he's really the only offensive weapon they've got. Mm -hmm. Everything on the offensive side of the ball flows through him. Andy Dalton is okay. Jeremy Hill is okay. Gio Bernard is okay. They're averaging, I think, what, 51 yards a game on the ground? Yeah, everything for them offensively, and even Gary Kubiak said this today, everything for them offensively flows through A.J. Green and the passing game. They're leading the league right now in throwing the football they want to get the ball to A.J. Green. You lock him down. You lock Boyd down. You stop the run. Mm-hmm. And now that's obviously easier said than done, but I think the Broncos have the horses to do it. And nothing really about this Bengals offense scares me that much. On the defensive side of the ball, they've got a really good pass rush. Mm-hmm. right? They've got, And it's not one guy necessarily. It's that they're able to get to the quarterback with a lot of different guys. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a well-coached unit, a well-designed unit, and their play calling has been pretty excellent. Not just this year, but over the last few years when Vance Joseph was running their secondary and they had some, some other pieces there. Uh, obviously, you know Mike Zimmer was, was there a few years back. That's a well-coached team. They're going to be a contender throughout the year, mm-hmm. but I am not as worried about this game for the Broncos as you seem to be. I, I understand that. I do. I, I truly understand that, and the Bengals, so far, haven't shown you know much promise. Last week's game against the Steelers, I thought, was a winnable game for them, and I think the Broncos right now are playing better than the Steelers. And so all signs point to, yeah, this could be a, another Broncos victory. And and you, you you talk about you know how oh well if all you do all you have to do is lock down AJ Green and then you probably have a pretty good chance at winning the game. You still got to lock down AJ Green, you know. Even if it's you put test. even if you put Chris Harris on him, it's a big test. He's taller than Chris Harris. If you put Akeem Talib on him, I think he might be a little faster than Akeem. Um, so I still think AJ can probably get the numbers that AJ gets. I I can, I, but I just don't think he'll have a dominant game-winning performance. One stat to look at for me this week, Gary Kubiak, 6-0 and against Marvin Lewis, coach Bengals team. Wow, yeah. As a head coach. That, that goes... Undefeated I, and, against uh, the Bengals. Uh, John Elway never lost a game against the Bengals. Is that true? Playing. That's I didn't true. see that. Mm-hmm. Well, well the, I, he's not on the team, but yeah, yeah. That, that's just a fact I know. Gary Kubiak, 6-0 and as head coach against the Bengals. You know, Ryan, lots of very interesting things going on in the division, obviously, but uh, you ready to you ready to pick these week three games are you gonna ask who i got i'm gonna ask you who you got but i have to make sure that people know you beat me last week I, i'm willing to admit when i when i fail i wasn't gonna bring it up but now that you mentioned you, it, i did win you are leading who you got right now by two picks one pick week into the season we missed the first week well we we picked those games but but nobody ever heard them <laughs> um long story so let's do week three all right let's go through these week three games Time to play. Who you got? Ryan, we open up the week three calendar. Texans at Patriots. Jacoby Brisket. 
Bri- brisket? Brisket. Are you gonna you gonna stick with that? <laughs> Jacoby Brissett. There we go. Set to uh I'd like him more if he was brisket. Set to play uh set to start for the New England Patriots at quarterback after Jimmy Garoppolo goes down. Who you got? Texans at Patriots. You know, this is the typical game where everyone would probably pick against the Patriots, uh, and Bill Belichick somehow gets a win out of it. And looking at it at New England short week, you would think, you know, that's uh, but I cannot say that a rookie QB that is a third-string guy that was drafted late is going to win against a very good defense with three days preparation. I can't bring myself to say the Patriots are going to win, so I'm going to say Texans. I can, because it's not Brady, it's not Garoppolo, it's the system. system. It's Belichick and the offense that he installs and McDaniels and that group. They will have Jacoby Brissett ready to go as much as they need him to be. They'll run the football a lot, and they're at home. I'll take the Patriots on Thursday night against a Texans team that I think is good but not great. All right, Ravens at Jaguars. Oh, oh man. I want the Jags to rebound because I want to like I do, to too. Like I, like, I want to like that team. But I want I'm, them to be good. Yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens, though. Uh, I am, too. That's not a great matchup for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't – God, 0-3. Gus Bradley might be might be close to being done there. That's too bad because I, I thought he was doing a good job, but yeah. this year is just not yeah, – this, this had to be the year for them to take a step right. up, and it, it hasn't been. And if you get to 0-3, 0-4 – Players start thinking it's a lost season. Yeah, and then know, they, they and then they start. Season. Yeah, you got to move on. All right, I'll, we're both taking the Ravens there. Ray Washington at uh, Giants. Ah oh, man, I'm gonna go Giants. I really don't know why. I just I don't I don't know about the about Washington. I don't know about them. Yeah, watch your tongue there. <laughs> uh, I like I I don't. Kirk Cousins is not good. I, I've I've kind of come to that he conclusion. Had a decent year, but what? Kyle Orton is a ceiling. Yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, mm-hmm. Give me the Giants in this game at home. Lions at Packers. I like the Packers. I like the Packers, too. Give me Aaron Rodgers' bounce-back game mm-hmm. for him after a really rough performance yeah. on Sunday Night Football against the uh, Vikings. Browns at Dolphins. Ew. Um, <laughs> I have to pick a winner. Uh, where is it at? In Miami. Yeah, Dolphins. I'll take the Dolphins, too. Give me Adam Gase to get his first win yeah. over... Uh, Cody Kessler and the Cleveland Oh, Browns. that's right. Cody Kessler. Yeah, Dolphins all the way. Uh, Vikings at Panthers and a sneaky good early game. Yo, yeah. Defense against defense. The Vikings have a impressively good defense this year. Um, and the way Sam Bradford... I'm going to go Vikings. It, I, I like them. Are the Vikings better off with Sam Bradford at quarterback than they would have been with Teddy Bridgewater? Ooh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I think... I think Sam Bradford in terms of base talent when it comes to quarterbacking I think Sam Bradford is more gifted I think he has a better arm than Teddy um, I think he has bigger hands than Teddy but Teddy you know what they about big hands <laughs> big gloves there you go Teddy Bridgewater wears gloves on the, oh okay I see yeah. what you're saying yeah. Um, yeah. but no I think if Teddy Bridgewater stayed healthy I think they'd be better off mainly because they just know what he's capable of I think this was supposed to be a step-up year for Teddy, uh, make-the-leap kind of year. Disappointing for him. But Sam Bradford on Sunday night was better than Teddy has ever been in his NFL career. I think that's fair to say. Um, and that's not a, not a knock on Teddy. He's a young quarterback. But I think they're in good enough shape with Sam Bradford long-term, but they won't get a win this weekend at Carolina against okay. a great defense on the road and a great quarterback in Cam Newton. Give me the Panthers. Uh, Cardinals at Bills. Yeah, the Bills have just been disappointing they 
are Owen too. They've already fired their offensive coordinator. Yeah, because he was the problem. Well, it, it, exactly. I don't know if he's he was the problem. He was part of the problem. <laughs> um, and I don't know. I don't know. I, it, we saw Rex Ryan kind of fizzle out with the Jets after a few strong early years. I don't know if this is just an accelerated version. Um, but it just looks like, oh, okay, well, the Bills are going to go back to being who the Bills have been for the past decade. I think players are starting to lose buy-in up there. I think Rex is probably gone by week six or week seven. Ooh. I think he, if you bet That's on him fire. to be the first coach fired, I think you probably made a pretty good pick. Uh, they lose this game uh, at home to the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Raiders at Titans. I kind of like that game. Actually. Oh, that'll be a fun game to watch. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. At at Titans? At Titans. I'm going to take the Titans. I like Marcus Mariota. He showed a lot of poise last week in the comeback victory against the Lions. I think they ride that momentum. I'll take the Raiders in this one. Uh, Rams at Buccaneers. Oh, gosh. That's actually, that could be a sneaky good game. You got a good Rams defense against a good Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense, except for last week against the Cardinals. Yes, yeah, 7-40. Now, that I'm, 40, now exactly that I'm saying that. this, I'm going to go Rams. I don't know if the Rams are good or not yet. Um, I think they've got a really good defense. I think they're struggling on the offensive side of the ball for obvious quarterbacking reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in Tampa. I like Jameis to bounce back. Give me the Bucks. All right. 49ers at Seahawks. Uh, I think the Seahawks bounce back from last week. Yeah, not their offense won't be great again this week. Right, but it doesn't need to be. Yeah, they're uh, not. They're not three points. That's not the team they are. Yeah, for uh, give me the Seahawks. Steelers. Oh, another great game. Lots of great games this week. Steelers at Eagles. Dang. Ooh, that's gonna be a close one. I think Carson Wentz gets the win, and oh. then that's what the media talks about all week. Oh, is Carson Wentz would, for real? That would be the story. That would if be Carson Wentz beat the Steelers. Yeah. I, I think he'll play well. Maybe he throws his first pick, uh, but I think I think they have the. I think he's for real. But he loses this weekend uh, to a better all around better Steelers team. Okay. Jets at Chiefs, AFC Jets. West game. Um, da, 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 da. It's in Arrowhead. Give me the Chiefs. All right. Chargers at Colts. That's a tough one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Colts. I think this is the 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 week they get their crap together, and I think this is the week the Chargers. I don't I don't want to say take off, but this is the week where their offense isn't what it's been. I'm gonna take the Colts at home. Um, Andrew Luck did not look great against the Broncos last week. Not many quarterbacks do. I think he'll look better. Uh, I think he'll... They, there's enough there for me to say that the Colts can get a win at home. Okay. Bears at the Cowboys. Yeah. Brian Hoyer starting uh, for the Bears. Um, yeah, Cowboys, I guess. Yeah, I don't like this game either. Yeah. Uh, John Fox, I, I, I kind of feel bad for him, almost, because he's got nothing to work with. Um... <laughs> But Eddie Royal is arguably your best playmaker on offense thus far. Is John Fox the Jay Cutler of NFL head coaches? No, John Fox... Mr. The Division is Enough? John Fox is the Alex Smith okay. of NFL head coaches. All right, that's fair. He's, he'll, he'll be good enough to get you to a certain point, and then you got to bring in somebody else to get you the rest of the way. Uh, Falcons at Saints. Oh, wow. That's going to be a very high-scoring game. Uh, but give me the Falcons. I'm going to take the Falcons, too. I don't think the Saints are very good. I think Sean Payton probably is done there. Oh, he's he reached his peak. He, I, I think well that, that, that year off, when you take a year off and you get to experience life outside of football, 
and you realize that there's such a thing as like watching TV at home on a Tuesday HDTV, night. TV, the like, Red Zone channel. And then you have to go back to it. <laughs> I, I can't imagine that being great. And since he had that Bounty Gate suspension, yeah. they've kind of just been meh. You think Sean Payton's on the sideline going, man, I could be watching the Red Zone channel. Right? right? I Wouldn't you? Uh, By the way, I, I, I upgraded my cable package to Red Zone for the first time this week. I'd what have you been doing, it. man? I've been watching full games It's to on the... CBS. It's amazing. Yeah. I, I felt like I discovered fire. Mm-hmm. It's... More addicting than crack. All right, last and not least, last and most, for us at least, <laughs> uh, the Denver Broncos head to Cincinnati. First road game of the year for the Denver Broncos. We sit right now in Ryan's truck in the parking lot at the UC Health Training Center recording <laughs> this. Broncos, Bengals, Ryan, who you got? And give me a score. Man. Uh, oh, score-wise, I think it's going to be very low. I think it's going to be a defensive struggle. I don't think either offense figures themselves out this week. Um, honestly, I hate that I I hate that I'm saying this, but I think the Bengals get, get the win. I think this is the first Broncos loss. And I'm going to say it's going to be 17-13. Yeah, 17-13 Bengals. Uh, and it's going to be the Bron- the defense is going to play fine, but I don't think the offense is going to do enough, and that's going to be a really big story next week. I think I'm with you low-scoring-wise, but I, I watch the Bengals on film, and I just don't see a lot. I see a good, not-great defense. I see a good, not-great offense with one exceptional playmaker mm-hmm. who struggled a little bit last week, and when you shut him down, you more or less shut their offense down. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Broncos have the horses to do that, Give me the Denver Broncos to win this game 16-13. All right. No, no, actually, let me go 16-14. 16-14. Dang. All right. I can see two touchdowns on a, on, on that defense. Okay. Game. Well, Ryan, that was uh, 5280 Football, episode number two from the UC Health Training Center. We will be back on this show next week uh, where we will preview the Broncos' second road game of the year, heading to Tampa take on famous Jameis and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's next week. Yeah, but it'll probably be as hot as it is in this truck right now. Yeah, hopefully it probably will be. (laughs) Uh, That's next week. Uh, Some cool stuff coming down the road at 5280sportsnetwork.com. Lots of Broncos content, Buffs content, Nuggets content. Yeah, Nuggets are starting up. Yep, going up there right now. Check that out. Uh, This podcast as well. I have some ideas for some cool things that we could do down the road with uh, not just NFL football, High school football, college football. Whoa. Lots of interesting stuff. So stay tuned to that. All right. Ryan Green. Jake Marsing. 5280 Football on 5280 Sports Network and 5280sportsnetwork.com.